What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, as usual, welcome back. You know the rules, you know the drill, you know the lay of the land, and you know what it is that we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard on our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection, and of self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the emotional work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than we were today. Also, to help destigmatize the conversation around our mental health struggles and to encourage you to talk openly and honestly about what's going on in your life within your life. So what's on the agenda this week? Well, first of all, uh, I just uh, I want to give a little preface to uh, to the rest of this show here today. Um, I have been uh, not feeling great in the past several weeks. I may have touched upon it a little bit here on the show, uh, but it's been sort of like one thing uh, after another. So first it was uh, sort of like a stomach flu. Uh, then I had sort of like a a, a cold going on and, and I still have sort of like the the end of that so if you happen to hear a sniffle or two uh, sort of creep up throughout the show um, no I'm not doing cocaine here while I am uh, recording this episode uh, but I am getting over a cold it's on its way out fingers crossed hopefully and so that's that's what's going on okay uh, but as far as the rest of the show goes, uh, I kind of want to touch upon a, a little bit of an incident here that happened uh, at the house. Um, I had some feelings on it and it blew up into sort of this thing. But I wanted to be able to sort of discuss it and share it with you here on the show. Um, because, well, I don't know. I guess it's something to sort of uh, learn from. Uh, something to sort of try to identify along the way and something to try and be better about, right? Because that's that's ultimately the goal uh, with a lot of these things is, you know, awareness uh, to identify, to recognize and identify when when something keeps recurring, something that we don't like or that we're trying to change uh, so that when it does happen, we can in the moment acknowledge it and try to fix it or try to do it differently uh, as opposed to continuing to make the same, the same mistake or the same error uh, or, or commit to the same behavior that we don't like or we don't believe is helpful or productive uh, time and time again. So let me set the stage for you here in telling this story, okay? Um one of the things that I, I share with my kids um, is uh, the Cobra Kai Netflix series. Uh, the Cobra Kai series, of course, based on the uh, characters and events of the Karate Kid movies, uh, namely the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid Part 2, and the Karate Kid Part 3, uh, the next Karate Kid uh, we don't acknowledge or pay attention to. So it's the it's the three movies. Uh, the Karate Kid, the original, is one of my all-time favorites. I love that movie. Uh, there was a point where I literally knew the entire uh, opening music <clears throat> over the opening montage. I knew the entire thing, like sort of note for note. It was it was, it was pretty remarkable. I, I My memory does not hold up as well for me to do it anymore. If I did watch the movie and sort of was prompted, Maybe, but it's not there uh, <clears throat> as it once was. Uh, the Karate Kid Part 2 is a, uh, a valid sequel. Uh, is it as good as the original? No, most sequels are not. But it holds up pretty well. And, uh, and it's got some good entertainment value to it, right? It's still, it's still pretty solid. So the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid 1, the original, and the Karate Kid Part 2, solid. Karate Kid Part 3... Uh, ultimately is sort of a piece of shit. Uh, it's not great, um, but if you're already a fan of the Karate Kid, you're just going to make it all the way through, especially if you're doing it, like, if you're watching a trilogy or you're like, let's just watch all the Karate Kid movies, you're not just going to stop. You might as well just go all the way through. It's, look, it's not 
No, it's pretty bad. It's pretty. It's not good. It's not good. It's sort. Of, it's somewhat dumb, and uh, and it's a little bit ridiculous. And it's a way to sort of wedge and wring out uh, every last cent uh, that they possibly could uh, from this franchise with that one. Okay, so those are the three movies that it's all based on. Um, I've shown my kids the Karate Kid, the original. I, I actually we watched all three of them. Uh, together. But when I showed them the first one, uh, they were really into it. My son was really into it. My daughter got really into it. So my kids were really excited about it. Um, so when I, when I dove into the initial Cobra Kai, which started on like YouTube Red or whatever the fuck it's called, um, which I never watched because I wasn't going to pay for YouTube at any point in time, uh, just on principle alone. Uh, but eventually when it migrated over to Netflix, this was my chance to be able to watch it, uh, something I was really interested in, because essentially it takes the characters from the Karate Kid and looks at where they're at, like 30 years into the future, um, and and what their lives are like and what they're dealing with and how they now may reinteract in certain scenarios, dealing with sort of legacy characters as well as uh, new characters. And look, I realize I'm giving you a, a way too much backstory uh, on Cobra Kai that is needed for me to get into this story, but um, this should just show you my love and enthusiasm and excitement for the Cobra Kai series, okay? So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm going to use that as an excuse for why I'm getting this deep in it, even though completely unnecessary. <clears throat> so regardless, when it finally came over to Netflix uh and I was about to, and I was going to sit down and watch it. I thought it would be cool to share it with my kids and see if they would be into it. To see if they would like it, knowing that they had already watched the first three movies and dug them. Uh, <clears throat> so we did. We sat down. My wife was had zero interest in it. She's like, I don't give a shit about the Karate Kid. So I was like, fine, we don't need you for this. Uh, and she went and, and, and took like a four-hour bath or something or read a book or whatever it is my wife does, which is doesn't involve me. That's what she went and did. So, uh, so I sit down with the kids and we watch season one of the karate of, of Cobra Kai, sorry, rather, and, uh, and binged it all in one day and they loved it. Um, a little bit, uh, you know, there's some, some, some dicier stuff in there as far as like language and stuff like that. Um, but you know, they were, and at that point they were young enough where it just sort of flew over their head. Didn't concern me too deeply, but the overall, uh, story and the arcs contained within the series, uh, they were super into it. So it became our thing, became our staple. Me and my daughter and my son, uh, who are younger than when we started it, now my son's 13, my daughter's 10, <clears throat> we sit down and we watch it and it's our thing. The three of us, Cobra Kai, is our thing. So, lo and behold, Season five of Cobra Kai was coming around. Now, the last time season four, I think, dropped on New Year's Eve uh, or New Year's Day, rather. <clears throat> my son was so excited about watching it that he is begging me to start it like just after midnight when the thing drops. Um, and actually, I don't even know that it dropped just after midnight. I think it didn't drop here on the East Coast until like three o'clock in the morning to allow for the West Coast to catch up into New Year's Day. But my son was like begging me if we could stay up and start this thing. And I was like, let's just wait so that we can watch it when we're fully awake and conscious. Uh, so, so once again, this is how excited people in my household get, minus my wife, about Cobra Kai and a new, a new season dropping. So season five is coming out, and this is uh, uh, last weekend. When when the show is dropping now, it was a pretty busy weekend here at the household. There's a number of things going on. Uh, our, our our dueling piano player friends were were streaming a couple of live shows at night. So we want me and me and the missus wanted to make sure we hopped into that and took part in in, in what was going on there. Um, you know, my wife and I both graduated from the University of Miami. So now it's college football season is a big deal to be able to watch the football games. Now that they're coming in. That was on the table. Uh, the NFL was starting up on Sunday. Uh, so, you know, trying to get a little bit back uh, into football again. And so I was interested in watching week one of those games. So just a lot of a lot of balls in the air, a lot of plates spinning, a lot of things to be uh, cognizant about. 
and uh, and be aware of in order to make this thing work, right? And my son is insistent that we need to only do it in one day, okay? <clears throat> Could we watch it over a course of a couple of days and break it into chunks? Sure, we probably could. My son doesn't want to do that. It is very important for whatever reason, all right? And, I, and look, and I'm fully willing to indulge in it. It's very important for him that we watch it all in one shot. That we carve out some time and we just watch it all in one day from start to finish. From episode one until episode whatever it ends in. In this case, it's episode 10 for this season. But to watch all 10 episodes in one binge. No breaking up. No anything like that. No no chunks. One shot. Okay? Because it's, it's... I think part of it is like... It goes back to the enthusiasm and the excitement. He's in the moment... Right? He's super excited about what's happening next. <clears throat> Any of these cliffhangers that seem to like, you know, draw you into the next episode. He doesn't want to wait. He doesn't want to sit and think about it and have to wait until the next day in order to get it. He wants all his Christmas presents right now. And 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 I'm okay with it. I'm okay with let's make it happen. Okay. So as I said, the weekend is loaded. All right. The show drops, I think, on a, on a Friday. The weekend is loaded with all these things. And so uh, I prioritize what it is that I want to do over the course of the weekend. And the NFL stuff is last. Right? So I make the call that we're going to sit and we're going to watch this on Sunday. On Sunday, that day, that should be the time where, like, that's going to be the Cobra Kai day. All right? And I let everybody know that. Let my son know that. Let my daughter know that. All the things. Oh, also there was like a brand new video game also coming out. Because that's that will slightly factor in. A brand new video game I was hitting the, for Nintendo Split uh, Switch called Splatoon 3. So that was that was also something else people were excited about. All right. So once again, just a lot of shit dropping at one time. So Cobra Kai is coming up on Sunday. All right. So Saturday, me and the missus, we watch the Miami football game. And at night, I decide that I'm going to play some video games. My kids have a little bit uh, later bedtime on the weekend um, as they're getting a little bit older. So we give them a little bit more time to play their games, talk to their friends, watch movies, whatever it is they're going to do. All right. So towards the end, as it's time for them to start getting ready for bed and call it a night, I am playing Splatoon 3. And they want to watch me play it. Now I tell them. Listen. I don't know that this is a good idea. Tomorrow we're going to watch the show. So maybe you should go get some rest. But they insist. It's going to be fine. Cobra Kai is exciting for them. They're not going to fall asleep during the show. They're going to be wide awake for the whole thing. It's going to be great. Okay. I say. Right? Because I look, I can only do so much. I mean, look, I can force them to go to bed, I guess. But at some point you're gonna get you get into a point in your life where like, you know, you're gonna make some choices and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna live or die by the consequences, I guess, right? Not not literally. I'm not putting my kids in life or death situations, but you know, there, there's there are going to be natural consequences to to certain choices and certain actions. Sometimes positive, sometimes negative. So they stay up a little late and they watch it and then they go to sleep. So now Sunday is going to be Cobra Kai day. Well, guess what? Everybody's fucking tired in the morning. Why? Because they were up watching me play the fucking video game. So now I got to stir everybody awake. And into motion. Right? And I know that... I'm trying to carve out a good amount of time for us to be able to watch it. Alright? And I know that... Look, they go to school the next day. So we can't do this too late into the evening. I want to make sure they get good rest for the next day. So, like... There's, there's sort of a... You know, like a deadline for us to get this started by. Alright? But now it's already almost like 11 o'clock. So we're, 
we're starting to, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing into, into the danger zone of time where if we don't get it in by a certain point, we're not going to watch it all in one day. It's just not going to happen. And once again, it's important that we watch it all in one day, as I mentioned. So, so now it's like, well, let's, let's get, let's push to make this happen. All right, roll out of bed, I get myself ready, get myself dressed, all the things that I need to do. And, uh, and I'm going to take the dogs for a walk because they have to go out. But this is going to be the last thing that I sort of do, knowing that we're going to sit down for the rest of the day to watch it. And my wife has already carved out her day based off the fact that we're going to watch this fucking show. She's already got plans for the rest of the day that are that don't involve any of us because she knows we're at a commission. So I go to walk the dogs. But before I walk the dogs, I call my kids into like a meeting, right? And I let them know I'm going to walk the dogs. But I need you to accomplish these things, okay? To multitask. While I'm gone. So the things are getting accomplished while I'm accomplished. Everyone's accomplishing something at the same time. So we can all come together like Voltron and watch this show. In addition, Sunday is chores day. Sunday's the day for them to do certain things around the house. Knowing that we're now up against the wall of time. In order to be able to get the show in. I go to the wife and I say, hey, I know that they're supposed to get chores done. Everybody was late today. Is it possible? Is it okay? Can we do this? Where we push the chores until tomorrow. Right? Everyone will come home from school tomorrow and everyone will get their stuff done. I realize it's something that we're supposed to do today, but we're trying to get the show in. Can we make this happen for tomorrow? Right? I go to bat for the kids. I vouch for the kids. And she says, that's fine. Right? She agrees. She gives the green light. She's on board. She's okay with it. A thumbs up. And look, not that I need permission for it, right? But I just, this is how we you avoid the fight, right? Open communication, right? Hey, I know that this is supposed to happen. Can we maybe revise the uh, the plan? And make it happen later. I'll, I'll take responsibility for it. So I go to bed for the kids. They're going to do the thing tomorrow. So I let them know. Hey, I got this done. We're gonna, you got to get these things done tomorrow. But while I'm walking the dogs, I need you to do this. Right? And for my daughter, who now like just rolled out of bed, it's, basically, it's like basic human hygiene. Right? It's basic hygienic needs... That need to be accomplished for you to start your day anyway, right? Brush your teeth. Put deodorant on. I didn't even tell them that they needed to get dressed. They were going to be laying around all day watching TV. So I even, I took that off the table, right? Brush your hair, right? All things that you should do to not be gross. You don't have to be too presentable because it's just us on the couch. But you shouldn't be gross, right? And also... This should just be a part of your daily routine anyway. Once again, to not be gross. Because you're getting older now. And you smell now. And you gotta take care of yourself. Because I can't I can't have it on my conscience that my kids are 25 and don't know how to brush their teeth or put deodorant on. They're just running around as the smelly kid when they're like in their adult years. Can't have it. So my son is like, I've been up for a little bit. I did all these other things. But he hasn't done his hair, which looks like a disgrace. Okay. Now, the reason that I point out him doing his hair is because he has a lot of hair. All right. Throughout the pandemic, he sort of grew it out. It's pretty big. He's got a lot of hair. Pretty poofy. It's a luscious amount of hair on his head. But he got to take care of it. Right? He's 13. He wants it to sort of be messy. Which is fine. Except as I've explained countless times, 
People who have messy looking hair have it styled that way. They don't just wake up and roll out of bed, say, fuck it, this looks amazing, and go on with their life. They have it cut that way. They put product in it to look that way. All the things to make it look that way. So I explained to him, you have to do your hair regularly. You gotta brush your hair, you gotta put product in your hair, so it doesn't get all poofy, it doesn't get all tangled, it doesn't become a mess. This is the one thing that I ask him to do. And then I go out the door and I walk the dogs. And I come back, it's gotta be about 10 to 15 minutes. Alright, the dogs are... Some days they're cooperative, some days they're not. Today, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Alright, so it's taking enough time to leave enough time for them to do all the things. So I come back in the house, get the dogs all unleashed, come up the stairs outside of my kids' bedrooms, and I call for them both to come out. My daughter comes out, and uh, and I ask her if she did did she do all the things. She says yes, I did. I did all the things that I was supposed to do. She's ready to go. All right, she hasn't eaten, but I didn't tell her she had to eat. I told her she could just eat while we watch the show. Once again, kill two birds with one stone, right? My son doesn't emerge from his room. I call for him again. There's still no answer. So I ask his sister, where is he? Well, I think he's in his room. Well, can you open his door? She opens the door. And what I see is my son in his computer gaming chair with his headphones on at his computer playing video games. Now, under normal circumstances, this might not be a big deal. Is it slightly annoying that he can't hear me with the headphones on? Sure. But, you know, I've gotten used to it. But the detail, the detail that I pick up on and notice is that his hair is a fucking wreck. And it is very clear that the one thing that I asked him to do, he has not done. And in that very moment, boom went the dynamite. I was in the red with the quickness. And so now, the anger and the frustration, and at this point, probably a sprinkle of rage, just, just fucking explodes from within. And the yelling starts happening. And my daughter's getting upset. Now look, my daughter hasn't done anything wrong. But my daughter's there and is in the crossfire and is basically absorbing some of this yelling just, just having been in the wrong place at the wrong time. So she's getting super upset. And I can tell that my son might be getting slightly upset, but it's it's... It's just like this stare uh, towards me. This emotionless stare towards me. And I'm, I'm fucking getting it all out. Right? Because once again, it's... 
It's not like this moment existed in a vacuum. Alright. It's the culmination of a lot. And so much of it is centered around the not doing of the hair. But it's not just the not doing of the hair, right? It's it's uh it's like the rejection of your idea. It is uh it is the disregard of 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 your request, right? There's one thing that you are asked to do, and then you don't fucking do it. And then when I'm asked, like, why didn't you do it? The the answer that comes back is basically like, and this is this is a specific quote. Well, I was waiting for you. I don't know what the fuck he's waiting for. I wasn't doing his hair. He was doing his hair himself. He's brushing his hair himself. That's a bullshit excuse, which just infuriates me more. But it's as if every single time that I ask him to brush his hair or do his hair or make sure his hair is done, inside his head, the response is basically, yeah, sure, whatever, Dad, fuck off. And then he just doesn't do it out of spite. Now, I don't live inside his head, so I don't know if that's really the case. But it's what it feels like. The last time I took him to get his hair cut, we were going to try to get something done, and we couldn't really do it because the stylist said that his hair in certain places was so tangled and matted that she couldn't operate with it. And a partial chunk of his hair had to be cut out because that was the only way to do it without it being like super painful and incredibly time consuming. So you would think that that lesson would have been learned. Like, let's take care of our hair so we don't cut chunks of it out periodically. But that doesn't register with a 13 year old. Apparently they don't give a shit. Just cut all the chunks out of my hair. And there have been times when I've said, if you don't want to take care of your hair, we'll just cut it all off. You used to have shorter hair. We'll just cut all your hair off. You can go back to shorter hair. Now, how serious I am about that is probably not at all. It's a bluff. Which apparently is getting called. Right? Because I don't want to be uh, one of those dickhead dads that is like, stop playing video games, and then when they don't listen, you take all the shit outside and you run over it with the lawnmower. And create this everlasting hatred for you. So instead I try to, you know, it's an empty threat. There's no follow-through on it. It's probably not going to happen, and he probably knows it, so he's calling the bluff. But it doesn't mean it's any less frustrating to basically have your kid just completely ignore the thing that you asked them to do. So I asked him to do the one thing, he doesn't do it. Once again, I also moved chores around. I went to bat for them, I vouched for them so that we could watch the thing. Total disregard for that, right? Who gives a shit? His sister did all the things that she was supposed to do and, and to be ready. He didn't. So, like, fuck her, too. Like, you know what I mean? It's a... <clears throat> it's a it's a complete... What it says is that you... The two of you and, and this thing and are not a priority for me. It's more important for me to do this other thing. As he says, he's not even really playing like a game competitively. He's kind of just fucking around, which almost means that it's worse. But it says you are you guys are not a priority for me now. This other thing is a priority because if you were a priority, I would have done the shit I was supposed to do and be ready for it. But instead I said, fuck it. I don't really want to do that right now. I'll do this other thing. And it's also just sort of disrespectful. Right? To just completely ignore the one thing somebody asks you to do because, like, you'd rather do something else. Even if 
everybody else's plans and ideas are incumbent upon you accomplishing this one thing. And you had a reasonable amount of time to accomplish it. To accomplish it. You just don't. Because you were waiting for me. Whatever the fuck that means. And so it all comes out. It all comes up. And my wife comes out and she's like, what, what the fuck is happening here? What's going on? So now I'm explaining everything. My daughter's crying and she's upset. So I feel terrible about that. Right? But I'm on a roll. Just fucking yelling and getting all my feelings out. Expressing all of this in this moment. My fucking disappointment with all of this. And so I basically say, well, you know what? Everybody can just go back to doing their chores. And we just, we're not going to watch it today. We'll have to do it another time. Which is punishing everyone for the transgression of one person, right? But what else am I supposed to do? So now when when we're calming my daughter down, you know, I even presented to her. Hey, you want to still watch it? You just won't watch it with him. He'll have to catch up some other time on his own. Do you want to just watch it? But she knows that it's important for all of us to do this. This is our thing. So my daughter, the angel that she is, is like, no, let's wait. I want him to be able to watch it with us. Because that's how my daughter operates. My son thinks of no one else. My daughter thinks of everyone else. So I say, okay. I send her back in her room. And I could just feel the disappointment uh, in my wife. Like, you know when when you know when you're in a relationship and you could just feel that something's wrong? Well, I had all the feelings of that because all those vibes were coming to me. So I ask her if she wants to talk. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't have anything to say. I mean, no, she has plenty to say. So like, you know, let's just fucking, let's just get it out. Right? Tell me what an asshole I am. Tell me how wrong I am. Well, you know, all the, all the things that I, I'm expecting to hear. And the point that my, my wife brings up is just, is the response proportional to the offense? Right, is how I reacted and responded to it. Is that proportional to what what provoked it, what what transpired to to make me uh, react that way? And uh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know because I don't. I don't know that just trying to approach it calmly in a in a one-on-one situation would have changed the result right because if I go in there and say hey can you please just go do your hair and then he goes and does his hair then and then we the plans go uh, go along accordingly right there's no lesson learned He's still just not doing his hair. Or even in this case, still not doing the one thing that I asked him to do when I asked him to do it. And I explained, you know, it's not it's not just a one-off. It's not just like this just happened. Right? If it was just that, then yes then yes, the response is not proportional to the offense. Right? But this has been building, right? One block upon each other until we got to this fucking point where then I explode.
you know, and then I feel bad. I feel bad that this is this is the response. This is my not not her response or anybody else. I feel bad that it's my response, right? That this is where I got to. That I got into the red. That boom went the dynamite. That I am yelling and infuriated in this moment and unleashing my anger and frustration on everyone in this way. So I ask my wife even, like, can you be here when I talk to him? Because if I go into a one-on-one, I just, I don't know how it's going to, it's going to go. Or if anything is going to be achieved from it or anything learned from it, or we're going to come to any sort of common ground or anything like that. You know, and so we explain again, we sit down again. And again, he's like, well, I was waiting for you. My wife jumped in at that point and is like, well, if you had done the thing that you were supposed to do and then we're sitting at the computer doing whatever until I came back, that would be waiting. Said you didn't do any of the things, did something else. That's not that's not fucking waiting, right? That's just a disregard for what you were asked to do. And I don't mean for this story to be like, hey, look at my look at what an asshole my son is. Right? Even though he's 13, and some of these 13-year-olds from time to time, like they can just be assholes. They just are. Just in their nature. As my therapist explains, this is just the area of development that they're in. And they're trying to find their own identity, and sometimes, you know, it's that's the attitude that, that comes about. The more you tell them to do something, the more you push for something, the more likely they are to do the opposite. And I get it. I was 13 once. Did the same fucking thing. So that wasn't necessarily too much of a concern. I did have some concern about the fact that apparently my son does his hair every single morning when he goes to school. And as of late, he's been, you know, making sure he's brushing his hair and stuff every single night. Like I had suggested a while back when my wife asked him to. But the thing is, is that when my wife asks him to do it, it's done without a problem. When I ask him to do it, it's fuck you, dad. And almost like this spiteful non-compliance. But the other concern, obviously, is, you know, my reaction to it. And me getting into the red that quickly. You know, so I, t- I bring this to therapy and I talk about my therapist and get into it a little bit and I explain what happens and so on and so forth. And, you know, I have a right to be upset. Me being upset, me being frustrated, me being angry is justifiable. I'm not wrong for that. Just how do we do it differently, right? Because the yelling uh, is probably not helpful. My wife said the same thing. My therapist said the same thing. Well, can't you just walk away? Take a breath. Walk away. My wife says to me all the time, right? You need to th- take a moment. Take a breath. Think before you react, before you respond. The therapist says, you know, take a breath. Think before you react and respond. But getting into the red, right? Exploding. It's instantaneous. There are other things, and we've talked about them countless times here on the show where I'm able to identify and recognize a certain pattern of behavior. Something it is that I do that I I don't like, I want to change, uh, I recognize as being a problem. And so when when the, the words are just about to come out of my mouth or the thought is just entering into my head, 
it's easier in those moments for me to say, oh shit, it's that thing again. And then me to, to sort of like flip through the Rolodex in my head of other things, other responses, other ideas, other, other things that I can do to course correct and do it differently. Do it maybe, maybe better, right? But to, but to not keep doing the same thing that I recognize as being an issue, that I recognize as being problematic. In this, right, when the explosion happens, it's hard to have that moment for the breath because the fuse is lit and boom goes the dynamite. There it is. It all comes just shooting out. And it's hard to rein that under control. Because now once it's out, now you're rolling and now you're going. And you're getting it all out. Right? It's hard for me to just like just just throw net on that or, or wrap it up in a giant bear hug and just reel it on back in. I'm already here. And I'm going until it's out of gas. Which is not fucking helpful either. And I've done better about it. I haven't really had anything like this uh, over some time. Especially, you know, having uh, uh, hopped on on medication and whatnot. I think it's, it's helped make me uh, far less irritable and, and far less likely to explode in these ways. But we're not perfect. Right? And so, even though this happened, and at this point, it's more of a rarity than a regular occurrence, that's the progress, right? It's progress, not perfection. Still feel bad that it happened. And it's still a matter of trying to figure out how to take it down a notch. Right? How to how to put up some sort of uh, barrier, I guess, that I have to go through before I can get to the red. Right? Maybe, maybe the, uh, there's certain obstacles that mentally go up in my head to make the red turn into more of a dim yellow. But the other thing that came up in, in talking about it in therapy is that as my, as my therapist presented, at least in the case of my son, uh, if we're trying to change behavior, uh, science says that positive reinforcement is more likely to do it than negative reinforcement. Um, and the fucked up part about that is that me, the person who needs uh, positive reinforcement, struggles with knowing how to give it because it's not something that I regularly get myself. So the cycle of sort of learned behavior continues. And not that my parents uh, yelled at me, right, throughout my life. But I, the positive reinforcement was in short supply. Is definitely more negative reinforcement. Don't do this. Why didn't you do that? Why couldn't you do this? 
I'm focusing on things that I wasn't doing. Driving that home. To try and get me to do things differently or better or in, a, in another way. And as a result, uh, the praise or the love from the positive reinforcement was in short supply. It's because I don't receive it or I haven't received it much in my life, not just outside of my parents and other relationships as well. Sometimes it's hard for me to know what that looks like to be able to give it to somebody else. Which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate for my son and my daughter and it's also unfortunate for me because that is what will help them. And that's me trying to do things better and differently than what's in my own life, which is ultimately what we would like to try to do. Right? Why, why get on the hamster wheel? Why do things in a cyclical nature if they're not good or helpful? Why keep uh, perpetuating and recycling the bad shit? So in that way, at least, that is something for me to identify and recognize. That is something for me to try and change. To bring far more positive reinforcement into the mix. As my wife has said uh, recently, you know, what's done is done, right? Any sort of seeds that I may have uh, planted in my kid's head or any uh, little bit of damage that I may have done over time from mistakes I've made, those things are done. And I can't undo them. But I can try to repair and fix them and do better moving forward so that they are, are less of an issue, right? And, and there's new foundation, new ground to build upon moving forward. So in that regard, in addition to the positive reinforcement and trying to make that a habit for me in terms of a reaction to certain things, in addition to just sometimes natural consequences playing out and being okay with people being upset and uncomfortable. It's a way for me to also try to figure out how to avoid getting into the red. How to figure out how to defuse the dynamite before it goes boom. And on that note, I'll call time. So there you have it for this week. I know it was a, a bit of story time this week, but, you know, I think there's some things to really take away from some of it. Uh, at least for me. There's plenty for me to take away from. Um, maybe some for you as well. Uh, and also, just, just sort of as an add-on to the overall story, um, no, we did not watch it throughout uh, on that particular day. Held firm to that. Um, we did not watch it in any pieces or chunks throughout the week. And just this past weekend, we did carve out time over the course of our Saturday, which was earmarked for it, we watched the entire season together. Myself, my son, and my daughter. Everyone enjoyed it. We had a good time. And it all came together nicely. So, look, number one, if you haven't checked it out, Cobra Kai is great. It's also good as far as, like, mental health shit that it brings to the table and, and dealing with trauma and, and your feelings and all that. So, especially being uh, in line with this show, it's a high recommendation for me. But, um... But I guess it's some sort of happy ending to the tale that I've told you this week. Um, we did get to watch it all together, and everybody's good. So, all right. 
With that said, let's wrap it up and get you all the usual information to send you on your way to the exits. Email address here at the show that's gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. So questions, comments, feedback, concern, you want to send it in, that's where it goes. Gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. Getting Old Quickly shirts are available at teespring.com slash gettingoldquickly. So if you want, pick one up. 10% of the profits go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness teespring.com slash getting old quickly wherever you're listening to the podcast right now make your life more convenient by subscribing or following the show just scroll up or down whenever you get a chance uh, i don't know maybe you're driving right now so when you get the phone in your hand or the computer or whatever listen however you're listening to it i don't know but if you subscribe or follow as you scroll up or down you should see a button that says that push it click it press it whatever it is you need to do and you'll be subscribed to the show. It's free of charge. And uh, when new episodes of Getting Old Quickly drop every single Monday, they'll be right there waiting for you to listen to at your earliest convenience. Don't have to look for them, search for them, hunt for them. They're right there. You listen to them whenever you got time and you're good to go. So subscribe or follow wherever it is that you choose to listen to the show. You can follow us on all the social media handles uh, on Facebook. You can like the page at facebook.com slash Quickly. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Mr. Donnelly. That's T H E M I S T E R D O N N E L L Y. That's right, the Mr. Donnelly, all spelled out with every single letter. Uh, and on Twitter, you can follow me at Infamous Kid with two D's there at the end. Um, for all of my just random musings and anything that's podcast related, well, that will show up there as well. Uh, finally, if you find yourself in need of some help, you're in a dark place in crisis mode, you really need somebody to talk to, uh, you want to dial the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So whether it's yourself, a loved one, family, friend, whoever, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline exists for those very moments. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255, or you can just dial 988. That will put you in touch with a Crisis counselor 24-7, so if you need somebody to talk to, well, this is the resource to use to do so. That's what it's there for. Once again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or 988. With that, I'm going to get out of here for the week and uh, get rid of these sniffles, hopefully, and be back next week feeling a little bit more fresh. Um with more to talk about as usual. So until then, and as always, I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. Just remember, getting old doesn't suck. It kind of just happens. Mm-hmm.